All right. What is up, Red Sox fans? It is the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, episode 83. So maybe a few more, maybe, I think, hold on, 17 more and we get to 100? Yeah, 17 more if I'm doing the math right. Yeah, 17 more shows until 100. Yeah, I feel like we can maybe possibly do it, maybe like during the early part of the season or before even the start of the season. Maybe, yeah, it depends. Yeah. So, didn't do much this week. Um, Watched uh, Kent Burns' uh, baseball. I think it's the eighth inning episode, so the 1960s or so. So, yeah, talked a little bit about uh some of the Roger Maris' home run and stuff like that. Some of the upheaval in the 60s. Um, kind of expansion of baseball and stuff like that. And just like, just how kind of like baseball was kind of like basically kind of changing and how like it was someone becoming a little bit unpopular. Talked a little bit about the 1967 Red Sox. Yeah. The impossible dream team. (coughs) All right. Oh, we do have a, hold on. Huh. We got a little, yeah, cough button here. I don't know. I'll try it. All right, maybe it might work. All right. So anyway, I watched, um, also watched a documentary about the Royal Rooters, which if you haven't listened to a few episodes, we really love the history about the Royal Rooters because they were basically kind of like somewhat the founding fathers of Red Sox Nation or Red Sox fandom. Um, you haven't, haven't heard the story. Um, they were mostly made up of, working class Irish immigrants in South Boston, but they weren't exclusively Irish. They had like other ethnicities too. And even like people of a uh, non-Caucasian, like black Americans, fan, black American fans too, that love the Red Sox too and stuff like that. So it was pretty neat too. So, but it was mostly made up of Irish immigrants in a way. And they were led by Nuff Seb McGreevy. Um, well, his real name was Michael McGreevy, but, or, or Michael T. McGreevy, but he had, got the nickname Nuff said because if there was an argument, like a sports argument, particularly baseball in his bar, which was the third base saloon. And we'll get into that, why it was called the third base saloon. He would like uh, basically like try to end the argument by saying enough said, like enough said. Um, he also owned a bar at the time too called the third base saloon. Um, because the reason why I was called that is because he want he wanted his like uh, customers or patrons to have one more drink before heading home. Get the baseball lingo. Get it? Huh? 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 All right, all right, you know. All right, but like he basically made that bar or pub into like an actual like kind of like a sports bar, like the kind of the original sports bar. And when McGreevy's when it was still open in Boston, which I went to when I was in Boston at the time, it was pretty neat. Um would claim this was the America's first sports bar because at the time this kind of was the, really the first kind of like actual sports bar. Like the guy had like stuff of like baseball memorabilia, particularly of the Red Sox and the Braves because the Braves or today's Atlanta Braves used to be in Boston at the time, especially when this all happened. Cause this early happened like the early 1900s, like kind of like before the pre 1920s. So, and stuff like that. So yeah, pretty neat. I, I actually did find out. I didn't know about it when I was at uh, McGreevy's at the time. But they did have, like, stuff at the actual bar, like memorabilia, like pictures of uh, Nuff said McGreevy. Uh, oh, yeah. 
a famous uh, celebrity um, was actually um, a fan of that team or actually member of the Royal Rooters and kind of like kind of one of the main circle members, like main head circle members of that group. You know what it is? He was mayor of Boston at one point, and he is the grandfather of a past president. Yeah, his name was Honey Fitzgerald or John Honey Fitzgerald because that was his nickname, Honey. And he was mayor of Boston, but do you know who his uh, grandson was? I'll give you a clue. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Yeah, JFK, that was his actual, that was his maternal grandpa, which is um, his uh, mom's dad in a way. So, yeah, so how my grandpa, Bill Hoholan, is uh, my mom's dad. Yeah, no way. Kind of, yeah, maternal grandpa. So, but, like, he was Irish, too. So, like, and, yeah, so he was mayor of Boston. Like, he would take, like, um, like uh, his his uh, daughter and uh, JFK's dad, Joe Candy, to uh, ba- or some of these games, too, and, like, kind of show him around and stuff like that and, like, kind of, like, be part of the actual Royal Rooters when he was still mayor of Boston, still mayor. And, like, he would actually take his uh, grandsons, like, Jack or JFK, Bobby and Ted to like these games too, or at least Braves games at the time too, kind of like, but yeah, they kind of died out after the 1918 World Series. They weren't really like, they were turned into a group, stuff like that, but it kind of started and like it talked about how like it built into a new generation, like later on of Red Sox fans, especially after the 1967 se- or during the 1967 season. It was a really cool documentary. It's a really cool documentary that MLB made and stuff like that. Um, and then like, but like it was made in 2007. So it's like, it's like over a decade old and stuff like that, or like 2004 or something like that. And they talk about Oh, four too. how like a lot of these descendants of these Royal Rooters basically like were alive and happy to see them win. And like wondered if, what would they all be like if they're all alive today and like witness this uh, 2004 world series. I didn't, I was going to get to this too, but I kind of ran off or like kind of like went down a rabbit hole. Apparently when I was at McGreevy's in Boston back in 2016, I didn't know this at the time, but they actually down in the basement of the actual McGreevy's, they actually had a museum of like a, a replica kind of, of the actual third base saloon. And I thought, oh, if I would have known, we could have stayed there and went down the museum, but I don't know. They might've like said like, yeah, we can't. We only like do like a like kind of like a special like request and stuff like that, but like oh, go down there and just relive his and just look at history. Like this is how Red Sox fandom was made. This is how this this is kind of like how or even sports fandom in a way because they kind of credited like as kind of like being the first actual rabid sports fans ever. And it's like a really cool documentary. I recommend you look you watch that documentary. It's called the. The Rooters, The Birth of Red Sox Nation. It's a really good documentary. I mean, I recommend it, even though it is kind of a little old and like like over a decade or so, but it's still a good documentary. Yeah. So, nothing else. I mean, yeah, nothing else. I, I did play a couple of games of FIFA, played a little bit of LMB The Show. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, I'm on uh, FIFA as, like, a manager career mode. Like, I'm manager of uh, one of the soccer clubs, Liverpool FC. Oh, yeah. The Red Sox used to own Liverpool FC, huh? Yeah. Really? You don't say. Yeah, you don't say. They used to at one point. The 
John Henry and the Fenway Sports Group used to own them, but they decided to sell the team. Yeah. But anyway, I'm really undefeated. I'm undefeated in English Premier League team or play. I'm undefeated in um or uh Champions League group stages, and I just gain or uh, clinched the or at least guaranteed spot in the knockout round or something like that, and like going good in the cup cup rounds or at least the Carbo Cup round or Carbo uh cup uh matchup or basically uh playoffs. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but then uh for um MLB the show 2021 or 2021 I'm the Oakland A's. Yeah, we played our first game and we lost like 6 to 2 to the Astros. Yep. Yeah. The Oakland Babars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be the Las Vegas Babars in a little bit of Fox. Yes. I'll say they don't build a new stadium. The reason I don't play or for these sports game play like teams like the Red Sox are my favorite teams because it's just like, what if they do bad kind of deal? You kind of get a little bad and stuff like that, especially MLB The Show and especially in this one where I'm not really guaranteed a win and stuff like that. So I basically just pick a random team and just like just try to turn them into a champion. Yeah, yeah anyway, so nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. All right. So we got some news of the week. We're going to probably try to get this done in, an, in under an hour. I'm not guaranteeing a whole ton, but we'll try to get this done in an hour because, A, I kind of want to go to bed at this point and, like, kind of want because there's some stuff in the morning that I want to do, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. All right. Anywho. All right. So the news of the week. So the Red Sox have signed a catcher. Jorge Alfaro to a minor league deal. Hmm. It's mostly just a deaf signing and stuff like that, but I'm kind of interested, like really intrigued with the signing. He used to play for the San Diego Padres uh, last year. He was like one of their backup catchers and stuff like that, or like one of their two catchers, like platooning and stuff like that. But what I'm kind of hearing too, like he's a really good clubhouse guy. He sounds really fun. Like he was having fun, especially in San Diego too, especially with the Padres with the run they made in the postseason last year too, although it did kind of fairly end against the Sandy or against the Philadelphia Phillies. About to say the Phillies were kind of on like a train and no one's going to stop them. But anyway, he looks fun. I mean, not being a Marvel or a DC or any of like not Marvel stuff, but he kind of does look a little bit like Aquaman or at least the guy who plays Aquaman, Jason Moa. He kind of does. Yeah, I did see. I. You you see that a uh, video that in the Dominican uh, Winter League, um, that one dude that hit that home run and basically like like tossed his bat to the his own dugout after he hit it and stuff like that in celebration. That's Jorge, that's a uh, Jorge Alfaro, yeah. Which by the way, his team is a Lisi, uh, Lisi or Lisi, uh, won the Dominican uh, Winter League uh, championship, so they are the champs. All right, awesome. I kind of like this. Boo. Although, here's the thing. You now have Reese McGuire and Connor Wong um, as your two catchers. Or that's what everybody was kind of like going for. So, this kind of could be the end for Connor Wong. He might go back down to the Myers. I don't know. Depends. I mean, so far, I mean, a lot of Red Sox fans are kind of pulling for Jorge Alfaro because A, he is a bit or a little bit of a better hitter than Connor Wong is. And like, just feel like it would have like a veterans presence and also having a clubhouse guy too, like, or another clubhouse character too to have 
on your actual team and stuff like that. Yeah. So keep on bringing them. Yeah. So, yeah. So it is a minor league deal, but it's more of a depth move. We, he might make the roster for opening day. We don't know yet. Yeah. For, but for so far, he is in our organization now and we should be happy. Yeah. We are getting a pretty good uh, player. I did hear that um, if he does make the actual big league club, he will uh, receive uh, $2 million. So maybe, yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, that's kind of an incentive. All right. We did, however, did sign um, a needed piece. If you haven't been following recently or listened to last week's episode, Trevor Story is going to be out or probably going to be out for a significant amount of the year due to having a UCL surgery on his uh, arm, a throwing arm. So we're kind of thinking of something like something like move Kiki Hernandez, the shortstop, and maybe sometime maybe play uh, Christian Arroyo or get another infield um, bat or another infield piece to possibly play second base or even shortstop. I don't know. We'll probably maybe move Kiki there. But the question is, who's going to play center field now? And your only option would be, before this news broke, would have been Jaron Durant. <laughs> but it was reported earlier this week that it was kind of looking like Adam Duvall was being heavily pursued by the Red Sox to kind of be that uh, center fielder and stuff like that. But on Wednesday morning or Tuesday night, it looked like that was going to be reality. As he decides to sign a one-year, $7 million deal plus a $3 million performance bonus, which makes it probably, if that all goes up, like $10 million maybe. So, all right. So, Adam Naval is coming to the Red Sox. I mean, I kind of I love this. And you know what? It was a needed move. Because, A, he is a pretty good or decent fielder at a way or really good like um pretty good pretty good fielder a former gold glover the guy has a little bit of pop which by the way you did needed that pop because now with trevor story gone i really feel like the only guy that's probably going to hit 20 home runs or more was going to be rafael devers because everybody else kind of like so you now have that big offensive bat in your lineup although he is 38 and older and stuff so, yeah. Yeah, that might be a concern, especially with health and stuff like that. But so far, it still um, hasn't been officially announced yet. We don't know what the corresponding move has in yet, but it's kind of looking like he is going to come to the Red Sox. All right, good. All right, awesome. Yeah. All right, we got Jason Moa's uh, brother, and we also got uh, Robert Duvall's uh, grandson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Robert Duvall. Yeah. If you don't know, that's a famous actor, like, way back in the day. Like, he's, like, yeah, an older actor now. But, like, back in, like, yeah, I did not realize this now. He was actually uh in The Godfather, like, for the first two movies as Tom, as in, like, the, the adopted uh, stepson for uh, Don Corleone and stuff like that. That's I did not know that. Yeah, that's kind of neat. He's in a few other movies, too. Like, well, we won't go too much. Into Although Adam Duvall's son is uh named stone Duvall. what i heard what i i was listening to uh the itm podcast last night or tonight during at work while working by the way but any 
anyway, like they they were talking about it's the Steve Steve Parole and Joey Capone podcast, the ITM used to be called Inside the Monster, but uh, when they were still with Aussie, but now they're with uh, Sports Illustrated and they can't call it a uh, Inside the Monster, so they just basically cleverly called it ITM podcast. Yeah, but you kind of get what I mean. All right, so yeah, they were talking about like his son or Andoval's son is named Stone Duvall. That is a name, Stone Duvall. I mean, seriously, I mean, I've heard, like, people call... Yeah, I was about to say, um, yeah. Um, Fox, Tasher? Well, except Fox has really grown on me now. Like, but I, when I first heard or first was told, like, that's what they're... Or Katie and Ryan were going to call their first son, I thought, ugh. Yeah. But now it's grown on me. I thought, okay, this is a cool name. This is a cool name. I mean, why not? I mean, they're, I've heard, like, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, um, weird stuff, or, uh, some names, too, in the past. I mean, seriously, I mean, didn't, like, uh, um, who, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow named their daughter Apple or something like that or something? Yeah, something weird. So, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, I don't hate it. Yeah, pretty good. So, yeah. Also, he is a former Juco bandit. Yeah. Went to a Juco school. I'm trying to... Let's see. Yeah, I don't want to use computers, actual Wi-Fi. Or computers, like... Not not computer Or computers, uh, the actual computer. Because last time we used computer, there was an ad playing in the background. And that wasn't great. I want to try to do something. So I'll use my phone. All right. So we pulled up his baseball reference page. All right. Via phone. Which is... Fa- All right. He, all right, so he, oh, trying to find where, uh, doesn't really say here that he went to a JUCO school. It looks like just LSU, huh? Then what was the NJC or NJCAA, which is the National Juke or Junior College Athletic Association, was saying something about this, like in the 2021 World Series, saying that he went to an actual JUCO or went to an actual uh, junior college or community college school for baseball before going to d1 or going to a, a four-year school which is or a louisiana or a louisville sorry Lou, Lou, louisville yeah not lsu no yeah. i'm not seeing anything yeah i'm not seeing any juco here hold on i might go deeper all right He did, yeah. Uh, Chilapalo College, and that is a school in Florida, I believe. Yeah, D one uh, school. All right, so he did. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just don't. Yeah. yeah so he was a Chuco Bandit. Yeah. So yeah. So I like him. I like the deal. Although, also the Red Sox did uh, make a uh, another deal or another uh, Miley deal. Uh, they did sign a uh, Ramo Tapia to a minor league deal, and it was kind of a little weird deal too. I mean, the only person that announced it was actually Ramo Tapia on Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, jo- I did see John Heyman did say yeah, it's happening. It's a minor league deal. I thought, oh, we got Ramo Tapia too. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I feel like that move would only have made sense, but we'll get into it in a little bit if we were like getting rid of somebody in the outfield too. So yeah. 
Um, I was hearing a lot of stuff too that uh he wasn't that great of a bat or a batter. His chase rate's bad and stuff like that. His swing rate and stuff like that isn't really that great. Or like actual like really deep analytic stats aren't really that great hitting wise and stuff like that. His feeling is okay, but not the best. But a lot of Red Sox fans are loving this deal just for the fact that you've now signed him as a death piece. That probably is kind of like the death meal for, uh, or at least the death meal for uh, Jaron Durant being up here for the big league club for this year. Because they're probably going to go with Rommel Tapia instead of uh, Jaron Durant. And I kind of agree too. I really do. I kind of do. Yeah, unless if we DFA him or something like that with the end of all deal, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, oh, going back to that too. Remember that uh, way bad play, feeling play that uh, Jaron Durant decided to just do a uh, take his time, misplayed, and just take his time, just walked. Like, you know, his excuse was, oh, I thought Doogie got it. Doesn't mean you just have to walk there, just get it. Especially since Rommel Tapia is right. Yeah, and that's why I mean Rommel Tapia was the guy that basically like hit that ball. He thought, okay, yeah, this is an out. Didn't turn out to be an out. And basically you saw Rommel Tapia running around the bases and basically turned that into, yes, an inside the park grand slam, which has never been seen before in baseball. I have never seen that. Ha- I've seen inside the park home runs, but I've never seen an inside the park grand slam ever. That moment just proved how bad that season was. Like, like every bad play just turned into a highlight reel and stuff like that. And here's the thing. If any of our coaches, or at least for me, saw that either Norman Community Baseball, High School Baseball, or um, Harlan Community College, any of our coaching staff saw that, they would be pissed. Yeah, seeing Jaron Durant just take his time, like, no, you run after that ball and try to make sure you get it. It doesn't mean you'll eventually, like, prevent the inside, but, like, it just shows, like, you actually try to care. Like, you actually care. You want to try to at least try to, like, prevent the guy that hit the actual ball from scoring and stuff like that. Or basically just prevent the or the last runner, which was Rommel Tapia, from scoring in a way. I'm kind of, yeah, that would be hilarious too. Seriously, you yeah, I was about to say you embarrass Jaron Durant in an actual game, and also you're probably gonna take his job. That would actually be pretty funny. <laughs> or at least take his spot on the roster, yeah. But we don't know yet. At this time, we don't know it's just a minor league deal, it's just a death move. Um, we don't know. You'll probably be up for the big club yet, It'll probably just be down in Worcester. We don't know yet. Right. Um, I did see Connor Siebel, the one move that uh so the court, or so uh, as you already know, Corey Kluber is now on the ro- or now on officially on the roster too. And the move was get rid of uh, Connor Seabold. So to d- this week was announced that he has now been traded to the Colorado Rockies for a player to be named later, and a and for cash consideration, which was really a shame because he was in that deal with Brandon Workman and Heath Henry to get him and Nick Pavetta. And I thought. Oh, that would have been a really good uh, sign. I really had high hopes for Connor Siebold, especially if he was supposed to be the future piece of the rotation. Yeah, and that's really a shame that that's that didn't work out. But 
Yeah. I mean, he felt, he really felt lost in some of those games, like some of those outings. Like he felt like he just didn't have it. Stuff like that. All right. So the wrap up with the segment, and then we'll go to break and then uh, finish off with our Hall of Fame balloting tracking segment. All right. So this or uh, this past Sunday was the um trying to think oh yeah the start for a uh, interstate international uh free agent signing for this uh week or for uh for this year uh 2023 and it looks like um uh, we got some moves all right so uh Yeoman Cespedes uh shortstop from the Dominican Republic. And he'll be uh, getting like a one thousand four hundred or one million four hundred thousand dollar bonus. Um, we got Franklin uh, Arias, shortstop from Venezuela. He'll earn a uh, five hundred or a five hundred twenty-five thousand dollar uh, bonus. Yomar Urias, shortstop from Venezuela, five hundred thousand dollars bonus. Um, really signing bonus. Uh, Luis Arda or. Arredondo, shortstop from Venezuela, $200,000 signing bonus. Um, Ar- Argenti Sanchez, right-handed pitcher from the Dominican Republic, one hundred and fifty uh, or $150,000 bonus. And then everybody else, we don't know yet what their signing bonus. I don't think they got one, but they are signed. Marcos Ar- Ar- Amarza, Armarza, shorts or right- right-handed pitcher from the Dominican Republic. O- Oded. Or Baladares, right hand or a right-handed pitcher from Mexico. Alex Castillo, outfielder from Venezuela. Albert Chalas, outfielder from the Dominican. Nixon or Nixon Chexit or Chukiz, shortstop from Venezuela. Ray, or Randona de la de la de la uh, Santos, shortstop from the Dominican Republic. Hold on. How much time I got on this segment? All right, we got four minutes. All right, let's roll. All right, uh, Chad Ch- or Chad or Chad Delaney, shortstop from uh Panama. Oh, that's weird. I mean, Chad Chisholm is from the um Panama. Yeah, playing for Team Britain. All right, Ch- or Geyser for or Geyser Figueroa, right-handed pitcher from the Dominican Republic. Jesus Garcia from right-handed pitcher from Venezuela. Nathaniel Herman, shortstop from the Dominican. Le- or Leo Luar Marzin, catcher from Venezuela. Andrew Mustin, shortstop from a uh, or a catcher from Venezuela. Darlin or Darlin Nunez, shortstop from Dominican. Gerardo Rodriguez, short- catcher from Venezuela. Ricardo Rodriguez, right-handed pitcher from Venezuela. Williamson Rodriguez, right-handed pitcher from Venezuela. Kilcher or Salazar, catcher from Venezuela. Moises Sim, or Simiart, Sim, Simiart, shortstop from uh, Dominican. Johan Salert, outfielder from Venezuela, outfielder from Venezuela, and then Starlinson Van der Soft, right-handed pitcher from the Netherlands. Huh? Really? All right. And this is, I hope I did not per- butcher these names too badly. I, I mean, they're kind of new and stuff like that. But all this is uh, on uh, SoxProspects.com, um, which is basically the main source you get for your, like, basically everything like Red Sox uh, farm system 
news and stuff like that. They, they, these guys who run this really do a good job, like trying to really track these guys and stuff like that, like on our farm system too. And they have a podcast too. They sometimes po or drop regularly and stuff like that, but not really like a lot during the off season and stuff like that. So, um, but like it's socks prospects and socksprospects.com. You should go try it out and stuff like that. I mean, I highly recommend it if you want to kind of follow what's going on in our farm system. And they also do like rankings too of like the, our top farm prospects and stuff like that. So it's pretty neat. Like they really do a good job of like tracking these guys or like following them. So yeah, I get, I highly recommend you give them a shot and stuff like that. All right, we'll go to break and then wrap it up with the Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame balloting tracking segment. And probably this might be the second to last one before because next week will be the actual election day on January the 24th. So, yeah, so we might be kind of getting close to the end of this segment, at least for this year. All right, and then we'll wrap it up with final thoughts and a couple of announcements. All right, so don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back to wrap up the show with our Hall of Fame balloting tracking system, which is credit to uh, Ryan Thibodeau and, and uh, Adam Dore and stuff like that, those guys who usually do, like, Though usually, as I said, like if you're not aware, like they usually post some of these ballots on Twitter and stuff like that, and have like a leaderboard online, like kind of see like where this kind of like whole election thing is kind of going. All right. So anyway, let's get into the balloting. All right. So Steve Goldman, he had five people on his ballot, and these five were Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, uh, Francisco Rodriguez, No Marfaskel, and Billy Wagner. And no Marfa Scale gained a vote from him. Got to mention that. All right. And then Mark uh, Prudy, he had uh, two people on this ballot, and these two were Todd Heldon, who gained a vote, and then Billy Wagner, who gained a vote. Man, these people. Yeah, these voters are picky. Yeah, they're very picky. And then um, Bill Balu, or Balu, Balu. He had two people, and these two were Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez. Well, at least he voted for a Red Sox. Yeah. All right, and then De- or DeLon Karasnikov. He had uh, three people. I hope I'm not butchering this guy's name. And these three were um, Todd Helton, Scott Rowland, and uh, Billy Wagner who gained a vote. All right, so the top three so-and-so leaders. All right. All right, and then uh, Peter Gammons of the Boston Globe. He had seven people, and these seven were Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott or Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Although he didn't have Manny Ramirez on here. Yeah, that's the only Red Sox he had was Billy Wagner. Come on, Pete. <laughs> Come on, Pete. <laughs> All right, Ryan Divish. He had eight people, and these eight were Bobby Abreu, who gained a vote from him, Carlos Beltran, who gained a vote, Todd Helton, who gained a vote, Andrew Jones, or Todd Helton. I said, no, he already had the vote from last year. Sorry. Yeah. Todd Helton, uh, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Okay, and then... John Morosi of MLB, he had 10 people, and these 10 were Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, Todd Helton, and Torrey Hunter, who both gained a vote from him. Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, 
Scott Rowland, Jimmy uh, Rollins, Gary Sheffield, and Gar or, uh, Billy Wagner, who gained a vote from him. Joe uh, Stick or Stickly or Steiglick, Steiglick. I hope I pronounced that right. He had one vote, and that one vote was Alex Rodriguez. Okay, move on. All right. Glenn Myers had five people, and these five were Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, who gained a vote from him, uh, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. All right. And then David Leon, or da or David, not Dave, David Lemon, or David Lennon. Yeah, I should say, kind of like John Lennon. Yeah, David Lennon. He had six people, and these six were. Carlos Beltran, Todd Hel Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Right. And then Evan Grant, he had eight people, and these eight were Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, who gained a vote from him, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Andy Pettit, who gained a vote from him, uh, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. And then uh, Jason Stark, former major leaguer and now writer. He had seven people, and these seven were uh, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helden, Jeff Kent, uh, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. And then an anonymous uh, vote. And this person had two people, and these two were Andrew Jones and Jeff Kent. About to say as Dan Sean, she's trying to guess. Yeah, it's trying to pose the anonymous voter. What an idiot! <laughs> All right, Roberto Colon or Roberto Cologne. Hold on. Yeah, and that's the last one for this week because there's no more after that. Well, no more for this week. Um, Roberto Cologne and he and he had seven people, and these seven were Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran. Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner. All right. That's it for the ballots. All right, for this week. Yeah, we got one more after that. Yeah. I wonder what, how we're going to do that. Because, yeah, we might just go over the ballots and stuff like that and maybe just pronounce the winner. All right. Okay. Here is the ballot. So after 160 public ballots and nine anonymous ballots and with 42.7 percent of the vote here is your leaderboard all right scott Rowland leads the pack with 79.9 percent of the vote uh todd helton is second with uh 79.3 percent of the vote billy wagner is third with 72.8 percent of the vote andrew jones is fourth place with 68.6% of the vote. Gary Sheffield, he is fifth with 63.9% of the vote. All right. And then Carlos Beltran, first time or first time voter, getting a lot of votes. He, but he is in sixth place with 56.8% of the vote. In seventh place, and on the last year of being on the ballot, Jeff Kent, 49.7% of the vote. Alex Rodriguez is eighth. With 48 or 40.8% of the vote. Manny Ramirez, 38.5% of the vote. Then uh Bobby Abreu, 19.5% of the vote. 
Andy Pettit, 18.3% of the vote. Jimmy Rollins, 11.8% of the vote. Mark Burley, 10.1% of the vote. And then Nomar Vizquel and Francisco or Francisco Rodriguez with 8.9% of the vote. 2% of the vote or 2.4% of the vote has is Tory Hunter. And then with 0% of the vote, so literally nobody getting a vote, is the Chad Glenwood native uh, Jason O'Worth, Jared Weaver, J.J. Hardy, Andre Ephier, Bronson Arroyo, Hudson Street, Johnny Peralta, Mike Napoli, John Lackey, Jacoby Ellsbury, R.A. Dickey, and Matt Chat or Matt Kane. Sorry, I was about to say Matt Chapman at first. Like, no, he's still playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, yeah, he's eligible yet. Yeah, I was about to say, he's still playing the game. All right. So, with that being said, it's looking like, at least on the baseball writer's ballot, it's going to look like that it's going to be Scott Rowland and Todd Helton that will possibly, if the vote works then today, and this was the final vote, would possibly get in with four points or four point something percent of the required vote or above the required vote, which is like 75% of the vote. All right. So no Red Sox this year. The only closest one is Billy Wagner, but he is like five something percent below the required ballot or 3% below the required ballots. And like, yeah, it's in 72.8. So he's not getting in. Yeah. Darn. So with this class of 2023, with that being said, it's going to be probably Scott Rowland, Todd Heldon, and Fred McGriff, who got it got in on the players uh, or veterans committee vote or veterans committee vote. Yeah, it's just blank in there. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. At least we're getting some people in. Right. I don't know. All right. All right, so final thoughts. Um, I got a funny story to talk about. So I was at church on Sunday. I did dork reader. That's kind of like some some Sundays I'll do that, and like uh, like when it's my turn to do it and stuff like that. So I did it. Um, so I'm there just kind of just saying like being dork reader and said like yeah, good morning, good morning, happy Sunday and stuff like that. So and there's this woman who's kind of like maybe like. 10 years or so older than me. Um, but then she sees my Red Sox hand. She goes, Boston, Boston, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say her name on here, but I was saying like, how long have you known me for? <laughs> Just look at my head. Like, yeah, it's, it's a Red Sox hat. How long have you known me for? Yeah, I was that was just a weird thing too. Like she would like this is the first time in like almost like I've been going there for like six years. Like May will probably be the six year anniversary of me actually going to that church and stuff like that. And it's a nice little church. It's a nice little church. Like, but mostly more for like the older generation. Most of the congregants are mostly of the older generation, stuff like that. Like guy or people that are like almost close to like seventy or ninety years old. Almost close to one hundred for some of them. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I've been going there for six years. I've known this person for like almost six or so years. And this is the first time she's realized that I'm a Red Sox fan. I don't know if she was just trying to be funny or what. 
Like she really did not like like even this year, like when she went we kind of like or this year, I mean, you would kind of think, oh, like he's wearing Red Sox and Boss Sports stuff. I mean, he must be a huge Boss Sports fan. Exactly. And this it just took you now to realize that. Like on or at least January the 15th, 2023. It took you up until that point to realize that. I don't know. I just basically just whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm still wearing the hat. So and so. I'm wearing the I'm also wearing every Boston sports gear, so you might as well just get used to it. Cause I ain't changing. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what state I'm in. I ain't changing. All right. Anyway. What else? Um oh yeah, announcements. Yeah. Um well, actually, we have one more final thought. I did see on Manuel Ramirez is a uh, one of his sons did commit to a uh, Tennessee or uh, the University of Tennessee. All right, yeah, Attaway Manny. I think it's Luca Ramirez. Oh, yeah, something like that. It, it is a Manny Junior. This is one of his other sons too. Yeah, that is. Kind of, I did hear a weird story about that too. So I think he at the time he had two sons. And he named both of them Manny Jr. That's just weird. <laughs> I'm about to say, I mean, Manny being Manny. <laughs> yeah. my I was watching that uh, Baseball Doesn't Exist video of him. And, like, with like my mom was, like, in the room, too. Like, I was at their house watching, like, stuff. Like, just kind of, like, watching TV and stuff like that. And then, yeah, she heard that and thought, really? You had two sons with the same name? <laughs> that... <laughs> Yeah, well, that's Manny Ramirez's mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, good for old uh, Luca Ramirez. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. I don't know. We'll take a minute. All right. Go to Instagram. Yeah, Manny Ramirez is on Instagram. Yeah. So that's awesome. All right. Manny Ramirez, here we are. Uh, I'm trying to see what. Yeah. yeah, Luca. Yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah, Luca. Luca Ramirez. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Going to a really top or a really great program like ten or a uh, University of Tennessee, which are turning out to be a really powerhouse baseball program right now and stuff like that. So, for at least Division One. I. I mean, they were ranked number one last year and were kind of picked to win the whole thing, except they ran into a Notre Dame in the semi or in the super or super regionals and Notre Dame basically just took them out. Yeah. And like, I believe two or three games. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't go to the world series, you know, but there, he is going to a really good program too. And yeah, there, I mean, I mean, they kind of like have that kind of like swagger and stuff like that. I, I mean, yeah, maybe he might fit in. Yeah. No one, he's the son of Manny Ramirez. Yeah. All right. All right. So, anyway, we got some announcements. So, it looks like for next week's episode, as I said, so um, if really any news hasn't popped up yet and stuff like that, um, so we might do, well, I mean, we could possibly, like, if something like, nobody like Elvis Andrews doesn't sound, or Elvis Andrews, Josh Harrison, or Jose Iglesias, if possible, don't sign with the Red Sox because that's kind of like our what we want to try to get as like another infield piece of like that possibly plays second base. Now knowing Trevor stories, like probably won't be like 
available and stuff like that. We also like, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah, we also got Winter Weekend next, or talk about Winter Weekend, which has happened this weekend, Winter Weekend in Springfield, Mass. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll go a little bit in depth about that too, but I did have something planned a little bit too. We might do a draft, or we, or hold on. So we have announced that we are going for this year, instead of having like, having like six teams and go over like, well, I mean, I'm still going to do the six teams, but like, I'm just going to do on the side and stuff like that. But this year we are going to have for the first year in this podcast, we are going to have our Red Sox nation, the Illinois charter podcast, fancy baseball team, specifically base, like just one team. And it'll be for this podcast. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so we are planning to uh, have a draft on um, next week. So I'm going to like, so we're going to do like, as I said, we're going to have the draft live and do it like actual, because we're going to do it ESPN wise. So we're going to do the draft live, but we're also going to talk about t- stuff too, especially when we're waiting for our next pick and stuff like that too. So other news too, we'll talk about winter weekend. We'll do like the hall of fame, actual, like a uh, final balloting and stuff like that. And um, announcements of if we do get any, like, selections and stuff like that. Depends. I mean, the private vote might be the reason why maybe nobody won't get in this year. At least on the players' ballot. Or at least on the Baseball Writers Association ballot. I'm I'm blanking here. Yeah. It's been a long week. Yeah. So, anyway. So, announcements. um, So, yeah. We'll do the draft live but we'll also talk about too if like if if the red sox do sign an infielder like andrews harrison or iglesias or trade for somebody like a hansu kim from san diego um we'll talk about that too if other any red sox news talk about winter weekend while drafting while trying to wait for or or certain pick and stuff like that while during the draft and talk about the hall of fame so yeah so basically the main topic of this episode or next week's episode will be the draft for our official podcast fancy team. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. I really, yeah. Yeah. And then other announcement, one more announcement too. Um, next week we'll start college baseball. We'll uh, re- or start back up the college baseball segment because um, both Florida Southwestern state uh, college was a, was a Juco school in Florida. And then, Tyler Junior College are going to start their seasons this week or this next or next weekend on the 27th. So we're going to do something about that. I was going to read a poem or something like that. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It was a it was a poem like when um so here's a story about that. I mean, so anyway, so when I was playing for Aura Manchin for Heartland my first year there, we were in the um, region 24 tournaments and stuff like that, which would if tournament championship and we win that championship, we're moving on to the Juco uh, division two world series in Eno, Oklahoma. We played Parkland, which is a conference rival of ours and kind of like arch rival of ours in a way. So where I'm getting at. So on the, the game lasted for two days because it was suspended because of rain. When it started raining, we, we were in a rain delay, so we went into uh, the home park's uh, clubhouse, which is uh, the old Springfield Park, like down in the uh, Springfield and stuff like that. It used to be uh, 
the home park for a Byzantine or Benedictine university in that area. But I think they shut down or closed their doors and stuff like that. So anyway, um, we went in the dugout or went in the clubhouse and there was like a poem that they had in the dugout taped to the wall. And we thought this was, this is the funniest, like this is a true college baseball poem. And we all took pictures of it and stuff like that, like posted on stuff and stuff like that. So, Back in like 2017, 2018, I was scrolling through my old Facebook, which is no longer uh, an actual account. I do have a new Facebook now, but this was the old one. Uh, so I was scrolling through that, looking at old pictures and stuff like that. And I thought, I see this. Yeah, I couldn't. And there's a way I can transfer that picture onto an actual Word document. And I did that. So I pasted it on this Word document. And then I printed it out, and I bought some, and I bought a frame, and framed it, and then it's in my kitchen, framed up on the wall. Yeah, it's a really good poem, but it does have a little bit of language too. I mean, I mean, this is college baseball. I've heard quite a few languages, so maybe we might not read it just for the fact that yeah, just yes, yeah. But it is a really good poem. I mean, it is a really good poem. It just talks about just oh just the life of basically just college baseball and stuff like that and how it was fun and how it's so many good memories. So, yeah. But anyway, that's the announcements of the draft and also the return of our college baseball segment starting next week. All right. I don't think any final thoughts. I think we're done. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, review on Spotify, and give us a five-star review if you can because it kind of does help us out in the podcast rankings. All right, and then follow the show on t- or on Twitter at red underscore charter, and then follow the show on TikTok at Sox Illinois or lowercase Sox Illinois. Follow the show on Instagram, also lowercase Sox Illinois. Like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter, and then follow the show on Spotify. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys next week. Banyana.